0: I know you guys can't see my face right now, <laughs> but I am really just impressed with that. I mean, that's the way it should happen. Yeah, that's right? very it, That is
1: very different from what happened here. Welcome to the Dishes and Destinations Podcast where we dish about the hottest travel trends, amazing food, and how one does not exist without the other. Taking you on this inspirational journey are our amazing hosts, Toya Robles, acclaimed chef and owner of the salted crust and saffron smoothie. Joined by Clavia Howard, five star travel advisor and owner of Lazy Days Cruise and Travel. To the discerning travelers and exquisite foodies, join us in the lounge and prepare to be escorted on a voyage of exotic travel and culinary tips and highlights. Prepare for takeoff.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dishes and Destinations Podcast. I am Toya, and I'm Clavia. And welcome to episode six, Come Into the Lounge. Today we have a destination highlight and we are traveling to Dubai. Love it. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Yes, this is going to be a good episode today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And today in our lounge, we have a representative from the tourism of Dubai, Miss Soraya. Welcome to The Lounge. I'll let you do a formal introduction of who you are. So come on in, everybody. Let's talk about Dubai. So Soraya, welcome to The Lounge. Hi. Thank you, ladies, so much for this incredible
2: opportunity. Um, It's amazing to be here. I'm Soraya, and I look after North America at Dubai Tourism. So it's great to be here with all of you virtually.
3: Awesome. Welcome.
0: Yes, welcome. So the first thing we're going to do, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the obvious thing that's impacting travel right now. <sighs> COVID-19. So <laughs> every time I say it, it's like a piece of me dies. I <laughs> know. Can you tell us um, how has it impacted the dubai tourism because i know that you usually have this the huge dubai expo and that had to be postponed so what is the temperature like over there right now with covid and travel
2: great question so obviously covid has affected you know everyone especially our industry all over the world but luckily the great thing about dubai is that we took matters really into our hands really early on. So, you know, as soon as we even heard about the pandemic or about the virus, and we didn't have enough information back in March, we went under complete lockdown, like from very, very early on. So we took the strictest, most stringent measures in place just to make sure that we kept all of our residents and of course, any visitors that were in the destination during that time, very safe. Till we understood what this was and, you know, the actual impact and severity of it. So during this time, obviously we halted all flights. We then had a national disinfection program, which basically entailed us being locked down for twenty four hours. The only way we could leave our homes was by getting permits to, you know, either go to the pharmacy, the grocery or hospitals. Those were the only ways that we could go out and during this time there was a national disinfection program where we disinfected all public utilities, the roads, restaurants, boutiques, shops, everything. Then obviously that eased a little bit and we had a curfew in place where you know we were allowed to leave the house from it was 6 a.m. to six PM and then that eased a little bit more. And then finally on the 24th of June we concluded the disinfection program and we lifted the curfew and everyone was able to move freely around the city. And now obviously during off hours, like really early in the morning, we continue doing this disinfection program so that everyone is completely
0: safe. Wow. Yes, yeah, so there's wow. many of these types of things that we've been doing here in Dubai. I know you guys can't see my face right now, <laughs> <laughs> but I am really just impressed with that. I mean, that's the way it should happen. Yeah, that's right? very it, That is very different from what happened here. <laughs> But that's unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. And then the Dubai Expo. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, of course. The Dubai
2: Expo, the way they promote themselves is that it's going to be the world's greatest show. And it really, really will be. Now, unfortunately, that had to be postponed because of COVID. But I think at the end of the day, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because now we have extra time to make it even bigger and even better than we initially planned for it to be. So for those who don't know what an expo is, it's a world's fair. You guys had four in the US, where you had one in New York, I believe one in Chicago, and then a couple around the U.S. And over there, you see like human ingenuity in all forms. So the most incredible innovations that you can even think of, like the X-ray, um, for instance, was showcased at an expo for the first time in the U.S. Ketchup as well. I mean, what would we do without ketchup? <laughs> 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 Ice cream cones as well. So all wow. of these but the cool thing about us having it here is that it's going to be a record breaking expo in itself because it's the first time that it's ever going to be hosted in the Middle East or North Africa region. Also, we have a record-breaking participation, so we have 192 countries participating. So wow. that, I believe, oh. there are only 204 countries in the world. Almost every single country is going to be present at the expo. Also, what's different is other expos in the past have had, you know, maybe like Europe clustered into one pavilion, um, Asia clustered into another, but here every single country will have its own pavilion. So you'll be able to see 192 different pavilions. It's going to be absolutely incredible. There's going to be 60 live events every single day where we're going to celebrate, you know, national days, like your Independence Day, even if it's not falling, um, you know, on the 4th of July, we're still celebrating American Independence Day, I think December of next year. And the ticket prices are so inexpensive. I always like comparing it to Disneyland. Disneyland's like $120 for a one-day pass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is only... $32 for a one day pass. So $32 for a one day pass. If you wanted to go for three days, it's $70. Senior citizens, 65 and above free. Students, 50% off. So yeah, it's really, you know, accessible. Wow. To
0: oh, I need to be there. I that, know. 30, I need to be there. $32. That's like, what are the new dates for the expo? So, the new dates are going to be
2: 1st of October 2021 till the 30th of March 2022. So, six months of celebration. And it happens to be the best time to visit Dubai anyway because the weather is absolutely incredible during those months, too.
3: I need to get online and start looking for a ticket. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just book my seat right next to yours. Right. That is cool. I've been to Dubai. I went to Dubai in 2017. I took a group of clients with me and they still talk about it to this day. And Mm -hmm. for the people who haven't even been to the United Arab Emirates, there's seven Emirates. But Mm -hmm. how do you describe the personality of Dubai compared to the other Emirates?
2: So that's a really good question. Dubai, I'd say, is the visionary of all of the other emirates. You know, we were the innovators, the ones that were brave and took chances and risks. So we're like the risk takers. The so, yeah, we really are because, I mean, now slowly you see all of these other emirates um, follow and, you know, they're really starting to pick up and they're all incredible in their own way and they all have different offerings to offer people. But obviously Dubai, were pioneers. We started this movement and we started the making the impossible happen. There's never a no here in Dubai. We always try to make it happen somehow, whether it be building the tallest building in the world or helping you know, all of these different charities or, or whatever it may be. There's never no. No isn't in our vocabulary here in Dubai.
3: Oh yeah, Dubai, I find that they are very extra. It's like on steroids. They just go above and beyond with everything because everything we saw in Dubai was absolutely amazing. So
0: yeah. I believe- looking- definitely pioneers. I've never been, but I follow Khaled um, Alamiri. Yeah. Yeah. I follow him on Facebook and he's done such a great job of kind of bringing Dubai to the forefront to people who have not been there. And I agree. And I understand now when you say the visionary, because they have the sustainable city. He did go to the Dubai Expo when you guys were were setting up. So he was showing some behind the scenes. And I was like, this is amazing. Now for someone like me, who's never been and kind of living vicariously through these different mediums, what are some of the must do things in Dubai? I've never been, I'll be there for four days. What are the things that I must do?
2: Great. So, I mean, there's so much to do in Dubai that it's difficult to pinpoint, but if I had to say some of the must, must, must visit attractions, mm-hmm. obviously I think no visit to Dubai is complete without seeing our old neighborhood. So the Al Fahidi district. So this is really cool because, you know, a lot of people think Dubai is just this artificial new, very modern destination. and Of course, we have an incredible modern city. We're very futuristic, but we do have a beautiful culture and heritage that a lot of people don't know about. So in this specific area, you can see the old wind towers, so beautiful architecture. We have lots of art galleries. So it's like this juxtaposition of old and new in the old town. Um, There's a center called the Sheikh Mohammed Center for Cultural Understanding. So i always urge tourists to go there first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 19-minute discussion inside one of these old homes where you basically, there's a, an actual Emirati person who goes there. They make you a home-cooked meal, and then they talk to you about our culture, our heritage, why we dress the way we do, any questions about the region, about anything that you want. It's a great way to alleviate any misperceptions that people have about Dubai. It's it's very special to me, too, because my great-grandfather's house is there, too. Oh, so yeah, it's a very special area. It's beautiful. So that would be one. Another one would be obviously the Burj Khalifa downtown, that area. You know, it's super impressive with the Dubai Fountain Show that we have. So that entire area is definitely a must visit. Hatta is something a lot of people don't know about. It's our national park, about an hour and a half outside of the city. And um, when you come to Dubai, you'll see that it's generally very flat. We don't have any mountains. It's very flat. But then as soon as you get to Hatta, we have this gorgeous mountain range with a dam in the middle where you could do kayaking, boating. We do yoga on the mountains. Um, Oh, wow. Very wellness driven. Yeah. There's stargazing. We have astronomers there. You know, we have a wellness farm. There's all of these other activities, eco lodges. You could do camping. So it's really nice kind of different sort of aspect of Dubai that a lot of people don't know about. And then the desert, of course, the desert.
3: Wow. You know what? When I went to Dubai, we had so much going on every day. We did the desert safari. We visited old Dubai. We went to Burj Khalifa. I mean, with all of these things, what do you recommend in terms of how many days one should spend in Dubai to get a full sense of the culture?
2: That's a great question. I mean, obviously, because we continuously develop ourselves. So there's always something new. It's even when I leave the country for a week, and I come back, there's always something different, you know, that wasn't there a week before when I left. So I mean, I would say probably a minimum of four five days minimum, mm-hmm. to get like a good sense of Dubai, I'd say four days minimum, at least to get just A sense of some of the must activities you know get an understanding of our culture but then obviously you know i'd say with a proper week you'd be able to see quite a lot we're also a great stopover destination we're not shy to say that you know obviously with emirates and fly dubai we're an excellent route for you know americans who want to travel to different parts of africa you know we pair really well with south africa kenya all of these different great safaris, and then obviously Asia, as well as other countries in the Middle East, like Jordan, you know, other faith-based travel. I don't know if you've heard of the new peace agreement that we have with Israel as well.
3: Oh, yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, so we have lots of connectivity now to Israel as well. So we've been seeing quite an increase in faith-based packages, you know, with Dubai being sort of the starting point using Emirates and then going to Jordan, Israel, Egypt, and other parts, you know, to do this nice trail.
0: Awesome. One thing that I've learned is that you guys are truly like the true melting pot. There's so many different cultures there. And I love that you are just open to just embracing them and celebrating them. Like, I guess, with the World's Fair and you have you did the World Market, I think, is where you can go and pretty much get any spice from around the world. So with Dubai being such a huge melting pot of cultures, what is a traditional Emirati dish?
2: So we have quite a few traditional Emirati dishes. For breakfast, what we have is, it's called roti, okay? And so this basically is our breakfast burrito, if you want to call it that. It's a flatbread, and it doesn't sound very appetizing, but it's really, really good when you try it. It's a flatbread. And then there's, we have like this curated fish paste. It's kind of like an anchovy paste that you put on top for some salt, like mm-hmm. a saltiness. Mm-hmm. And then we have a flat omelet that you put on top. And then noodles that we cook with sugar and cardamom, so it's sweet. And then you put all of that on the bread and you roll it up into a burrito. So it's this really nice, like sweet, sweet salty and salty. Yes.
0: yes, it's super
2: good. So we have that. That would be a great breakfast dish. We also have our own tapa, like our own tapas. So that would be like one aspect of the tapas. We have these special beans, and then you know other little cheeses for breakfast. Uh, for dessert, logemat is another one. And it's like our version of those donut holes. I think that's what you guys call it. Yeah, yeah. donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're crispy and we put uh, basically date syrup on top. So it's mm-hmm. really, really delicious. And then, you know, for lunch, we would have anything from like special matchbouche, which is kind of like a biryani style rice. So it's like rice with chicken and potatoes and spices. That would be like a typical lunch that you'd find
0: here in dubai oh, like a, an authentic one well, when, That sounds good I, I know it sounds, I'm so Clavia, yeah, is there room on your trip to go to dubai can i can you <laughs> hey yeah, I mean, like seat. <laughs> I have a group of
3: clients going in April, but I want to go in october when <laughs> when the expo starts, so There's- I'm ready. I love like all the food that you're talking about. Because to be honest, when I was there, we stayed at the Sofitel JBR. And Mm -hmm. I found a lot of Western restaurants there. Like there was a Mm -hmm. KFC. There was a, I think I saw a cheesecake factory, you know, I mean, the thing is, even though they had the KFC, it was different than what you would find in America. And so, I would totally be interested in just finding places that has local Emirati food. I would love it. And, you know, being that Dubai seems so Western when we were there, a lot of my clients were surprised. So what do you think are some of the common misconceptions about Dubai?
2: There's so many. I mean, it's getting better. And since I started working at Dubai Tourism, I remember when I first joined um, Dubai Tourism and I went on my first business trip to the U.S., I was meeting with a couple of agents. The, some of the questions that they would ask me, I was just like, wow, it's crazy some of these questions. But yeah. it's getting much better, you know, as the years have gone by. But of course, we still do get the common ones. You know, one, is sort of Dubai's geographical location. A lot of people think that we're in Saudi Arabia or that we're in Iraq or, you know, some people just don't really understand where we're located. One is like the safety type of aspect of where we're located geographically. You know, I always like to call us the Switzerland of the Middle East because we're very neutral. We don't get in the way of anyone.
3: you don't we'll have see, any Dubai. drama. <laughs> exactly.
2: I've actually been ranked as the second safest city in the world five years in a row now. So when you come to Dubai and Clavio, you've been here before. So, I mean, I'm sure you can, of course, uh, talk to this as well, is that mm-hmm. we're very, very safe. We're very women-friendly. A lot of people think, you know, women's rights, that women are treated badly in um, this part of the world. I'm an Emirati woman, and I'm super empowered here in Dubai. Like, we're held so, you know, highly by men and by society, we can have positions anywhere that we want. Actually, women here are those who complete further studies. So they actually are the ones who go on to doing their masters and other studies compared to men. That's another misperception. And then obviously affordability is another one that we get quite often. And it's that, you know, Everything in Dubai is gold and that they can't afford to come and that it's just, you know, crazy for celebrities. Um, When that's not true at all, another fun fact is that we have actually more one to three star hotels in Dubai than five. And sort of the level of service and the quality of those one to three star hotels are like a four star, five star anywhere else in the world. You know, so we really do cater to every budget. We have Restaurants where you can eat for like under $5, like really authentic, great food. It's really, you know, a place for everyone.
3: Nice. I mean, I know some of my clients had some misconceptions too. They were like, don't we have to cover our shoulders? Or I said, well, if you're entering a mosque, yes. However, you know, I found Dubai to be very casual and, you know, it kind of just reminded me of being in the States. 100%.
2: Following up on your point about the clothing, I'm Emirati as well. I don't have to cover my hair. I can wear what I want. Obviously, the same as if we were to go inside a church or any other religious establishment, it's obviously just be respectful. So obviously going into a mosque here, you'd have to cover your hair, your shoulders, your legs, but anywhere else around the city, it's just you could feel comfortable and free like you would at home.
0: Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for kind of, you know, shedding light on that. And I'm just thankful for, I guess, people like you that's just taking the time to just like shatter those misconceptions and the online Facebook outlet that I follow. And I put a question out to a chef group that I'm in and I had a pastry chef connect with me. Her name is Zara Margie. Sorry, sorry if I'm saying it wrong. And (laughs) she was just really talking to me about the different foods and the celebration of cultures and the world market and Mandy and Kanafa, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she kind of really shed some light and just to really bring that up for me. So I know with the information age, there's a lot of information out there. What are some great online resources that we can go to to learn more about Dubai? So, I mean, obviously
2: our website is a great starting place. So Mm -hmm. it's um, www.visitdubai.com. And over there you have information about like etiquette, what to wear, frequently asked questions, a list of all the restaurants that we have, all of the new cool places to go, COVID-19 information, everything is there. And then basically from there, it will point you also to further resources if you wanted to look out for more.
0: Nice. Okay. Visitdubai.com. Yeah. Awesome. Make sure we put that on our flyer <laughs> when we put it out there.
3: <laughs> I mean, this is great. I mean, thank you so much, Soraya, for stopping in and chatting with us in the lounge, even though you're several thousand miles away. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> and I mean, definitely, if you're ever in the Atlanta or Dallas area, you're definitely welcome to
0: of come
3: and hang out with us. And so. I'm love- I- yes we can party over here too so exactly. <laughs> i feel this was a, a really good and informative episode and mm-hmm. i think it'll definitely get our listeners motivated to come out and visit especially for the expo yes. coming up next year i think i heard something about beyonce and rihanna performing. Yes. is that true
2: Exactly, and we're actually going to get the calendar of events. I believe Q1 next year. There's going to be a full list of all of the different headliners and other things. But yeah, Beyonce and Rihanna are confirmed. So you know, yeah,
3: Latoya, That's you know what that visiting. means, That's it. <laughs> girl. let you know, know, that know what that means. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much, Soraya, and thank our listeners for joining us today. And if you all have any questions regarding Dubai, please feel free to hit us up. Or if you have any experiences with your own visits to Dubai, please definitely, you know, let us know on our Facebook page or on our Instagram page. Mm -hmm. We look forward to hearing from you guys.
0: Yes. So thank you so much for joining us in the lounge today.
2: Soraya, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ladies, so much. And um, I'll definitely hit you guys up when I'm back in the States. And please let me know when you guys come here, too.
3: Oh, yes, definitely.
1: (laughs) We'll see you guys on the next episode. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. If you enjoyed listening, please rate, review and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. Stay connected with us on Facebook and our website at dishesanddestinations.com. That's dishes, the letter N, destinations. Until next time, taste life and travel often.